morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everyone. Welcome to a special episode of the Interest We Sports podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Zaragoza. You can follow me on Twitter, at ZaragozaAnthony. And with me, as always, the president of the Le'Veon Bell Fan Club, <laughs> Mr. Edward Rouse. Edward, what's going on, bud? What is going on, Anthony? It's like there's nothing going on in this world's world. No, it's so dang boring. I figured, you know, why even have an episode this week? But then you're saying, hey, you know, we got a draft, baseball draft tomorrow. Let's move it up a day. That way we can get this episode over with and then just move on with this week because it's just trash. Yeah, well, you know, I wasn't able to do a Monday Night Rants this week. And, um, you know, the baby is coming, so everything is kind of scarce. And uh, it was supposed to be the anniversary episode. And I was like, yeah, you know, but I ha- we have to find a way somehow to talk about what's going on in this crazy, absolutely nuts off season that we're having in the NFL. Like, this is the craziest uh, free agency I can remember uh, living and breathing in on earth. No, I think without a doubt, like I think especially with baseball and NBA, NBA, especially the last couple of years, their off season has just been off the hook you got notable players leaving basketball baseball was a great offseason with the with the two young guys who signed their mega deals and nfl for the last you know whatever five ten years it's just been kind of blah but Mm -hmm. for whatever reason this year with all the drama that happened in pittsburgh with all the issues with the new york giants uh certain guys come with contracts it's been a crazy 72 hours since they open up that whole tampering period on Monday, which I still understand why they have a open tampering period on Monday and then the free agent <laughs> starts today, but whatever folks their boat. So I, I hate um, that word too, tampering. It's bad, like a huh? negative word. I'm not a fan of it, but I will say this. There's eight teams so far, eight teams that have completely changed in the outcome the last 72 hours, eight teams. That's insane. And you, and you could probably argue there's more. Uh, yeah, you you could because of the of the teams that are in some of the same divisions of the teams that have gotten better. You are correct. So it's just been this has been a crazy experience. Like, you know, me, I'm I'm on Twitter. I'm doing you know we got March Madness coming and I'm doing the the wagering and everything for the NCAA. And so I'm always on Twitter and every time I look, there's a different name and a different trade and a different free agent signing somewhere else. It's normally when you see these NFL uh, free agent signings, for the most part, it's the it's the same players signing with the same team. It was on this team and they upped him. This year, no, nobody wants to play for the same team anymore. Everyone's moving. There's a very few amount of people that have uh, signed with the same team. The Chargers have one, um, of course, and that, and we thought that maybe. Bridgewater was going to the Saints, and he looks like he's not. So, for the most part, everyone's you know jumping ship off off their teams. So, you know, uh, Perriman is who I was talking about for the Chargers. He's one of the only three players that have decided to stay on the same team. And um, yeah, only three out of how many? Holy crap! <laughs> well, you you can look at like a top fifty list of free agents, and out of those top fifty, three. Like you said the three guys you mentioned three. have stayed put, and that's and not not including else. Bridgewater. Only three. That's insane. It's unreal. So just kind of like we we're talking about earlier, let's just jump into it and start off with we. It's just, it feels like it's been two years since the whole Le'Veon Bell mess started with Pittsburgh. They franchised him one year. They franchised him again. He sat out the whole year wanting this humongous deal Todd Gurley got. 
15 year, uh, 15 million per year with the Rams last season. This, you know, setting the market for running backs. So Le'Veon Bell says, hey, I'm going to reset it. I'm going to dominate. I'm going to destroy that mark. So I'm going to hold out because I'm worth that kind of money. That's me. And sits out the whole year. And lo and behold, with all the drama, his stinking mixtape dropping the same night, he announces he's going to New York. He's going to be a Jet. Um, not too much of a surprise there. It sounded like he was going to probably head it with the Jets because they had the most cap room. But what stands out, stands out to me is the contract amount. Four years, $52.5 million, and $35 million guaranteed. So essentially he's playing two years at like $17 million a year and lost a year in a, in a position where once you start hitting that 26, 27, 28 mark at a running back, your value starts to just drop. Hmm. So Le'Veon Bell goes to the Jets. Um, Edward, I know he's been your number one guy for a long time now. If you've been listening to the Monday Night Ranch show, Le'Veon Bell, Kareem Hunt, a lot of these just high-character guys have been Edward's just number one. Well, let's not call know. Kareem Hunt high-character, high first of all. Well, it's the opposite. I'm trying to play a joke. You know, the reverse, <laughs> reverse psychology. Of course, he is garbage, but... Le'Veon Bell, the whole thing has finally settled down. Edward, starting with Bell, what's your feelings towards that? And then as the Jets all together, they signed uh, C.J. Mosley from the Ravens. I think it's a phenomenal pick. Mm -hmm. uh, impact linebacker like that coming over. You don't see those kind of free agents at that age, at that position. And they had Anthony Barr at one point, too. And they did, and he jumped back ship to he the Vikings. He jumped back ship. He was one of the three. Yes. Mm -hmm. So That would have been Jets nasty. Got, imagine that. Oh, can you imagine? A Barr I, and Mosley. You My know, you, you get carried away when these free agents start signing, and then it looks like a paper Super Bowl or paper paper con you know contenders. But the Jets go and get Mosley. They just sign Jameson Crowder to to show up their wide right receiver core. That's to me. That's um, worth. That's a worthless uh, signing. But yeah, I'll, I'm gonna let you dive into it. I'm just setting you up. I'm warming right. you up because I already know you're gonna get in on it. So first question: How do you feel about Bell? And then as Jets. All together, what do you feel like they did so far in this first wave of free agents? Well, I mean, everyone who knows me and have been listening to my shows and listening to this show and my net rants and following me on Twitter and knows how I feel about Bell, and, and I'm 100% right. The the holdout uh, cost him money. Lots of it. <laughs> it really did. He's still not the highest paid running back in the NFL like he wanted to be. And uh, he lost a ton of money from not playing last year. And now he goes to the Jets where he'll probably never win a Super Bowl. Because running backs, you know, unless he be, becomes Frank Gore magically, um, <laughs> who's one in a million, you know, like Anthony said, he has three years left on, you know, three years left maybe at his prime, maybe, maybe two. And he's going to play for a Jets team with a rebuilding quarterback. Um, and I just don't, I, I think it really cost him. He, a product of the system, he, and the system showed in Pittsburgh that we don't need you. We can plug and play anyone here uh, with any type of same skill set you have and, and, and do the same thing. And it proved it. Um, and I think Antonio Brown's going to have the same type of thing dealt with him too in the Raiders. I'm sure we'll talk about that later. Don't get me triggered. Don't <laughs> get me triggered. I will because he's also part of a system there as well. But that's how the the, the system is when you have a quarterback and, and a coach and, and a GM the way that Pittsburgh Steelers do. And, um, uh, you know, he good for him, but 
not good for him because he's he's going to be forgettable now really quickly. No, no, I agree with that. And then as Jets all together, what do you think? Do you think obviously it looks like they improved their team, but moving forward, Sam Darnold, um, you know that now they have C.J. Mosley to to go with Jamal Adams on the defense. Are they? Do you like the direction they're going with right now, the Jets? Well, I mean, you've got to like the, just- you got to like the direction they're going. Obviously, they're trying to make moves to be better, so you got to like it. Do I mean five hundred at best? You know. And are they going to beat the Patriots? Are they going to make the playoffs next year? No. Okay, there's one year out of Bell's contract. The next year, if Brady comes back, are they going to make the playoffs? Maybe as a wild card. But are they going to be able to beat the Chiefs or anyone else in the playoffs at that time who's just as young but better? No. So you, so you, so you, you have to look at it and go, okay, he made a decision. And were the offers really there? Because I saw three days ago, I think it was Scheffler or someone reporting that 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 the highest offer he re- received was actually from the Jets. So if that was the highest offer he received, him and his agent failed in a lot of ways, and he has to be very disappointed. Now he, he he's going to act like he's not, and he's happy. And he had a great tweet that said, "I'm back in green, baby." But we all know he's a child, and and he lost, and he is going to have to take it like a man and never have a super, a Super Bowl ring. Period. So, but yeah, I like what they're doing. They're trying to get better. I think Jamison Crowder is Jamison Crowder. He's never had 700 yards. He's <laughs> he he's he's a. I, I wouldn't even say he's a poor man's Golden Tate. He's and and he 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 drops the ball a ton, and that was his issue before that one good year that he had, which by the way he never had 700 yards. But, is you know it's, well yeah they're still it's whatever it's yeah, whatever the Jets are whatever they're, they're not gonna <laughs> win the division they're not gonna make the playoffs. And they'll be forgot about. Yeah, no, that's tough. Yeah, Crowder signs that three-year deal for $28 million, 17 guaranteed. Man, the guaranteed money for some of these free agents are just crazy. But that's just how it is in free agency. You're always going to overspend. And this year was he no he, would, he would have made the same amount of money if he would have played last year for the Steelers and, and, and taken the contract. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think we could probably spend a whole hour on Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, we probably. spent a lot of time. But, you know, I, I, I guess finally I'm, I'm just glad that the whole saga is over. We don't have to. Talk about it anymore? We don't got to worry about it because, like you say, he's gonna go to New York, and the Jets are—they're moving in the right direction. But how many games are they gonna win? He's gonna get lost, and unless they have some, unless Sam Darnold becomes some phenomenal quarterback, everyone like—I I don't understand this hype either on him either. Like I, we could talk about the Jets for the whole show, and I, I don't. But I'm like, was he really that good? He kind of wasn't. Like from the eye test. And he turned the ball over a lot, just like he did at USC. So, I mean, let's be real here. No, I think just like with the quarterback, especially nowadays, you, you fall in love with their their characteristics. Darnold had that big arm. You know, he had the size. Um, you know, he He's ran that USC. post out. He's from USC, which everybody goes gagas over USC quarterbacks. How many of those USC quarterbacks, by the way, have won a, uh, a, a, a Super Bowl during that Pete Carroll year? Did Carson Palmer win one? Did Matt Leinart win one? Did Barkley win one? Hmm. Just saying. Maybe maybe their parents probably should have paid for them to go to a different school. <laughs> I had to fit it in. I like I it. I had to fit that Did scandal in there. Love it. Oh, man. Aunt Becky. Man, what are you doing, Aunt Becky? What are you doing, <laughs> Aunt Becky? Gosh, I couldn't believe it. I was like, is that is that for? 
That's Aunt Becky from Full House. What is she doing? Yeah, where's where's Uncle Jesse? Did Uncle Jesse have anything to do with this? Or was he out DJing? Time. I think the I think uh, Jesse and the Rippers the band finally broke down, so they probably couldn't get in because of that notoriety. So they had to pay for for the twins to to get into the college, <laughs> huh? <laughs> the twins. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, that's too much. Stinking twins. Oh. <laughs> All right, Man. move on from the Jets. Let's get away from the Jets. Uh, and no more full house talk for tonight. Okay, so Jets did that. Obviously, we Edward hinted on it a little bit ago. Uh, Mr. A.B., Mr. Oh, we're doing the Raiders next? Oh, you so, know it, man. So where are we going? Hey, with I'm, the teams that made the most moves that still won't win? <laughs> well, you know, one thing, I, I, after reading a lot on Twitter and, and, and some of these other shows, it, it makes sense. Usually the teams that are making the biggest splash in free agency – are either a have a lot of cap, which means they probably don't have a lot of good players on in the football. Team. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And B are not going to pay these players as gargantuous amounts of amount of money. And they have a pretty good team. So it's usually the ones that are signed. All the players are the ones that are the bad teams more times than not. So that's why it sends, it, it seems like the silver and black every couple years, they're making splashes because mm-hmm. They haven't won many games. They got a lot of money. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of money. They mm-hmm. ain't paying Cleo Mack, so mm-hmm. they got it now. Um, so Oakland Raiders, I guess from the report, said they, they just jumped in with the whole Antonio Brown after the whole fiasco with the Buffalo Bills, which to this day I'm still <laughs> trying to figure out what actually happened there. I don't know if it was he didn't want to play for Buffalo or Buffalo didn't want to extend oh, him. It's, it, it's, or, it's literally him saying, I don't want to play for Buffalo. And if you, and literally saying, if you trade me to Buffalo, hey, Buffalo, hey, Bills, hello, Bills, my name's Antonio Brown, and um, if you trade for me, I ain't going to play. He's pretty much pulling a Le'Veon Bell for that trade and saying, I'm not going to play for you. See, and I feel kind of good. At least I know I'm not the worst team in the NFL. Yes. we're better than the Bills. Yeah, but, I mean, come on. Like, that's, um, that's embarrassing himself. It's embarrassing football. We why why have GMs? Why have owners anymore when the players are strictly obviously the owners, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, or, or, or maybe it's, it's just stiller players that are all conceited and 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 children. But you know it is what it is. Hey, at least um, by the way, did you watch that awkward press conference this morning? You can, know can I was. you admit how awkward it was between him and Gruden? It was a little awkward. I'm gonna say it's. From what they said on there, it sounded like they were already studying film. Maybe it was awkward. Maybe I don't know. It's it. It's weird because it's not like Antonio doesn't like the limelight. He loves being the center of attention. He loves speaking. He, and he was he's calling him Mister Gruden. Hey, that's being respectful. No, it's not. Not that, Coach Gruden in football. Being classy. No, Mister Gruden. He's doing it. He's he's being sarcastic. It's dumb. He's a child. At least he got rid of the walrus hair. Or whatever See? he was doing with that, but um, so he's the highest paid receiver in the history of the NFL at the age of thirty. Well, well okay, here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna set it up. I'm hey, gonna, remember I'm when gonna, you guys gotta, signed gotta... Randy Moss? Oh, don't even know. No. Repeat, <sighs> rinse, repeat, sir. Okay, we're gonna get a bet going pretty soon. I already told you that. Wait till football season. We're yeah, we're gonna get another bet going, and it's gonna involve Antonio Brown because I'm getting triggered right now. I'm is he up. is he going to be a top five receiver in the NFL next year? 
I say no. We'll talk off air, okay? okay? We'll talk off air. Okay? I'm we'll saying he's some, not going to be a top five receiver spot. in the NFL. Oh man, jeez. Okay, let's let's talk about what the Raiders did. Okay, let's talk about what they did. Okay, and then you could go in on it. Well, obviously so the obviously trade for Antonio Brown for the. By the way, they stole that trade. I'll I'll admit that. One good thing. That was going to be my next point. Yeah, my next for what point, for what the Browns gave up for OBJ and t- they stole Antonio Brown. That's for sure. You want to tell them what they got? They got a whopping <laughs> two draft picks. Ooh. A third They're, and a It's fifth a first, round. right? Oh, no. A third and a fifth round. Which makes you wonder what the Bills offered. Well, there was reports, too, that obviously came after the fact that Antonio made his decision that the Patriots allegedly offered a second and a fourth. But That's... the Steelers were willing, not willing to trade him to the Patriots because can you imagine Antonio Brown and Tom Brady? That would be unfair. Yeah, but see, that doesn't make any sense to me because you would get the better. I guess not because a second round for the Patriots is like, yeah. Similar. But then again, if 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 who have a better chance playing in the playoffs is the Steelers. You're gonna play the Raiders in the playoffs. Well, the Steelers gonna aren't gonna make the playoffs. Let's be yeah. honest. In their minds, they're still in that area. Okay, like you said, there's a system. <laughs> Yeah. They they get guys. They've never historically paid receivers. It's Antonio Holmes, um, you know, other guys like that. Plexico Burst. They don't pay these guys the high dollars. Yeah, but and they end up trusting the draft. But both the Browns and the Ravens got better, and the Steelers got worse. Let's be no, real. I, I, no, I'm with you. I just think because the Steelers, they've only had like four head coaches in their, you know, franchise history. They have a system. Their system is we're not going to overpay for talent, and we're going to mm-hmm. trust our guys to bring in young talent and develop them. Look at Antonio Brown. He's a six-round pick. He was a nobody, yeah. and now he is who he is. And they have guys literally waiting to take their spot, Juju Schuster and James Conner. So yeah. going to your whole system thing, that's why you know they're doing what they're doing. But Antonio Brown, I love the trade. I think it makes sense. The dollar amount, yeah, it's a little high, but when you think about it, it's essentially a two-year deal, guaranteed, $30 million. So $15 million for Antonio Brown, which it's not like his play was playing off. It's not like he didn't produce last season. Mm-hmm. The man still got down. So I still believe for two more years minimum that he could be still very productive. Yeah. Now, it's all going to depend on Derek Carr, but him as a player, I think that was a phenomenal trade. For what they sent no, to a, them, it, it it's a good trade, and 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 what they gave up is fair, very more than fair. What you got to think about is this with Antonio Brown: the moment they lose the, let's say that they, they lose the first three games of the season, is he going to mentally check out? He's used to winning. He's used to making the playoffs. He's used to being big, big man Brown. Now he's playing for the Raiders, who, you know, isn't the most popular of teams in the NFL, you know, not in the West coast anymore, or, or I'm sorry, he's not on the East coast anymore. He's on the West coast. Mm-hmm. Let's say that they, they, they lose the first three games. It's he's proven by not showing up to a game that mattered last year that he could check out. Now, now is the money worth it? If he checks out similar to exactly what Randy Moss did. That whole fiasco was, I don't I don't know if it's similar, but my thing is I think with Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, not saying what they did was right, but I think it came back to 
They wanted the Steelers to pay them a certain amount. They want to be co- compensated for what they were doing on the field. And the Steelers have always been, we're not gonna, we're not gonna negotiate your contract. Well, they're smart they because they, they know that. they're saying we made you. Both you guys weren't high draft picks. You came into our system. We built an offensive line around you. You have a mm. Hall of Fame quarterback throwing you the ball. We made you. We can replace you. It's smarter them to do it. No, I, and I get them, and, and yeah. it works for them. They have a system. But as a player, they're thinking, okay, I'm the reason why. I'm the one who's doing it, and you don't want to reward me? Like, am I not yeah. good enough? So, so, I think so that they jump ship, and, and neither one of them will ever win a Super Bowl. Maybe. Where they both had a chance to win a Super Bowl with that Pittsburgh Steelers team. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm with. Uh, it's hard, you know. I don't want to bash my team, but I, I guess. Oh, I'm going right. to bash my team later, so you can go. Oh, for I it. know. I, I'm waiting <laughs> for it. So the Antonio Brown trade, I think, was a great move for the Raiders. Um, their other picks or other signs that they had, because th- they were able to um, cut a lot of dead weight. They had a lot of salary cap going into the off season. Um, Lamarcus Four big signings. Joyner, yeah, LaMarcus, LaMarcus Joyner, safety from the Rams. I think that's a it's a solid pick. His play kind of dropped off last season after he had a prone. phenomenal after yeah, after he had a phenomenal 2017. Um, but I think he helps in a in a position the secondary which obviously being in that division with the Chiefs, your best friend Patrick Mahomes, Mr. Ketchup. Um, I think that helps there in the secondary. Um, we also got this man. I don't know why I don't know how this receiver was still available. But this 6'4 mammoth of a guy, Mr. Tyrell Williams, just the, taking the top off, um, <laughs> was signed by the Raiders today uh, for a pretty hefty amount. Um, so, Because <laughs> they overpaid for him. That's why he was signed by the Raiders. It's free agents. It's, they always do, though. <laughs> That's how it is. Okay, so here, here's Tyrell Williams in, in a nutshell. Oh, man, here we go. By the way, he dropped a lot of balls as well. Um, two receptions, seventy yards on his on a good day. He's not a reception hog. He's a go deep, throw the ball long, hope he catches it. By the way, one of Philip Rivers' strengths, not one of Derek Carr's strengths. Um, he doesn't really fit the system that well, especially when you got Jordy Nelson there as well. Uh, kind of overpaid for him. I don't expect he gets. 40 receptions. Not even 40. I was maybe even 30. Jeez, Louis. okay, let's move forward. No. I I I've, I've heard enough. Yeah, 30. So 30. So he would have to get two a game. With Antonio Brown on the team. Who's going to be like me 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 me. Do you think Tyrell Williams gets 30 receptions? You know, I I just think about it right now. Also, Jordy Nelson. He'll go over 30. And and don't worry, we're going to make bets. Trust (laughs) me, we're going to make bets. It's going to happen. We'll see. 30, that's... By the way, let's talk about the best pickup the Raiders got, and that was Trent Brown, because they finally are doing something to fix that offensive line that's terrible. Well, you know, and I think that's... That that's why I was kind of saving it for last. It, it was kind of questionable. He he was you know he struggled with the 49ers, Went over to New England. Um, had a solid season for them. And another team like the Pittsburgh, New England does not overpay for their talent. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they let them walk. Trent Brown signed the highest paid offensive lineman as far as millions per year. Um, Raiders signed him as well. Um, I like what they're doing. Kind of similar to like, the Jets. They had a lot of money. Uh, Trent Brown, uh, he answers a need that they had. Uh, they drafted Colts Miller last year in the first round. He struggled at left tackle. So this is going to help him move over to the right tackle. Um, Trent Brown can move in and play that left side. So offensive line, they got better. They still have Rodney Hudson there, Gabe Jackson. Um, their receivers upgraded. Um, this is going to be a big year for Derek Carr. If if he's not able to improve from the previous two seasons and get somewhere close to where he was in that 2016, that magical season, um, he's not going to be with the team after 2019. No, I totally it's agree. It's going to be that simple. So – I, I, I applaud John Gruden and Mike Mayall. They're 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 at the very least they're testing Derek Carr right now. Are you going to be our quarterback of the future? If you are, you should be able to do some this year. And if you can't, then you can't say we didn't do all we could to help your team or help you out to succeed. And there's some really good quarterbacks coming in the draft next year, a lot better than than this year. This is a weak quarterback draft this year. Uh, but next year, of course, tons of good quarterbacks. So see, so it's gonna work out. So I think the Raiders, another team just like the Jets, had a lot of money. I like what they did overall. They still kept those four picks in the first thirty-five uh, picks in the NFL draft. This mm-hmm. is coming up next mm-hmm. month. So I like that they have nice pieces. Hopefully, um, they don't piss me off that draft night because I'm gonna be super intoxicated. And if they make me mad and select another Cole Miller, they need a running back. They don't have a running back that fits Gruden's game. And that's the problem. And and you know what? With Even though there's not a lot of top-end guys, I think there's a lot of depth in this draft when it comes to running backs. There's a lot of guys who are going to be in that second, third, fourth round um, that I think could fit in there. So I'm hoping they attack the defense in that first round and, and really improve on that side of the ball and go from there. So Raiders. Henderson out of uh... – was he, was he at Duke or one of those colleges? Daryl Henderson? Oh, from Memphis? From Memphis, not Duke. Memphis. I knew Blue. I think he'd be a good fit for the Gruden game. Ground and pound. Go. Not really good at catching the ball out of the backfield, but that's why you have Richard. I exactly. think he would be a good fit there for them yeah. to, to finish I'm, that I'm a big. I'm a big fan of David Montgomery out of Iowa State. I think he, he fits that mold. I think he could be a three-down back. I Everything I've seen from him. He looks mm. legit, but yeah. um, bad injury. He's coming off a bad injury his freshman year, too. But he he's had two six really really productive yep. seasons. But but like I'm saying, this draft isn't really top end. There isn't a a Barkley in here. But there's, there's not. But there's a lot of good solid running backs. Solid, exactly. Which solid. there were last year too. They're just Barkley made them all like Sonny Michelle, Nick Chubb, like like there was a lot. You know, uh, what's his face from from Detroit? I can't think of the name right now. Kyrion Johnson. Kyrion Johnson. But, I mean, the running backs that, that came out of last year were really good, too. It was one of a really rare year. They're better this year. Overall, rounded. Better. Um, But, you know, you don't have that Adrian Peterson type in a Barkley. That's a one-in-a-lifetime gen- generation, so it kind of overshadows it. But it, it'll be exactly. good year. But more on the draft. We'll do a whole draft show later. I, yeah, I, I'm already... 
way ahead of the game when it comes to that. So, because we're excited, man. This is like this is the kicking off of the NFL season. So there's just my juices are flowing, man. All right, let's let's talk about the team that's going to win the Super Bowl for the next five years. Oh man, from if you would have asked me in the beginning of last season, what's the laughing stock of the league? What there's no chance. Why would you draft that quarterback number one overall? The Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been my answer because I truly feel that they are the laughing stock and the worst team in the league, and they will be for a long time. But the one from last season, the one that has the paper bags, the one that just they're, – there's a color. Not last season, the season before. Last season I thought that was – I think they were going in the right direction. I still kind of – even to this day, even though he's really electric, I still question that Baker Mayfield draft pick, but he's making me eat my words. But still – Obviously, we're talking about the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns, from, like you said, Edward, from two seasons ago to now, have built this pretty solid football team on paper. Obviously, it's all going to change next season when they actually play. But you know, on a team, paper, a full football team, consists of offense and defense, right? Just ask the Chiefs. Well, they they got they still got some talent on defense, which I kind of like. Obviously, you know they they lost Jabril Peppers in what we're going to talk about right now, but. The Browns went out. They signed Jarvis Landry last season. Um, they have David Njoku at tight end. Nick Chubb, like you mentioned, is looking every bit as a number one running back in that team. But they go out, the Cleveland Browns, out of nowhere and trade for Mr. OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr., reunite the LSU Tiger combo. And, uh, and offensive coordinator. And offensive coordinator, yes, great point, which I think a lot of people aren't talking about. That's how that connection fits there. But you got yourself now, I would say, if you're talking about dynasty football, there would be no reason why someone could say, hey, I want all the Browns players, and it looked really good right now. Yeah. Like, Ask Pittsburgh on, two years ago. On paper right now. <laughs> yeah. On paper. But Cleveland Browns, they go out and get an Odell. Um it costs a little pretty penny more than Antonio Brown, but obviously Odell's like five, six years younger. A little Brown. more than Odell. Are you kidding me? A first round, a third round, and a first round pick who's a future pro bowler in Jabril Preppers. That's a, that's a it's huge the, trade. Well, it's the age. It's the age kind of what you mentioned before. So, But, you know, then again, if if, if you're looking at gaining the, the giant, skill position. The Giants, any team would have taken that trade. Oh, well, you want this? Wondering. You want this? You want this diva who punches things for what? You you'll give me your first round pick, so I got uh, two picks two in the, the top first. twenty, so I can get Haskins, and I can get another. I can get Metcalf, who can replace Beckham, and you're cool. gonna give me a third pick, and I get Peppers to solidify my defense after I just lost what's his name from. Sure. Landon Collins. Sign me up for that trade any day. Any day, any team. You can have this 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 cancer of a locker room that he's been called, by the way, the last couple and of days. If, and if you haven't realized yet, guys, Edward loves divas on his football God, team. God, I hate him. And now you're going to have multiple of them on this Browns team. I feel sorry for Nick Chubb because he's not a diva. He has to deal with Mayfield. Landry <laughs> and Odell Beckham Jr. in a locker room. My goodness. That is they they lose two games in a row. The uh, imagine that scene. My goodness. 
What, are they all going to run together and hold hands and jump into a net together? Like, what are they going to do? Maybe they'll go on a on a private yacht and take a picture with their shirts off. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it's going to be... Yeah. It's gonna be like the Miami Heat when they lost the the finals. Like it's it's good. It, it, it's it's it, it looks good on paper. Yes, but the defense isn't there. Peppers is a big part of the defense. No, and I, and I I think like you mentioned, yeah, there is two sides of the ball, um, but obviously this is this the first official day of of free agency, and you know. Nobody wins a Super Bowl typically in the free agency. You do it through the draft. We still have a draft. No, yeah, you're you're right. Yeah, but and the Browns. But, how many first round picks the Browns have this year? They've they've they normally have two or three every year. Well, I think they they lost their first. They, they have the none. And they lost Jabril Peppers, who was their first round pick two years ago. So is it a good trade? No, I'd rather no. take the Antonio Brown trade. Well, no, it's a good trade for the Giants. It's a good trade for the Giants. I don't think it's a good trade for the Browns. Obviously, you know, I I think in in a league that's moving more offensive, you know, you, you got star power. I think right now, you've given Baker Mayfield as good as a roster as you can, saying here, guy. You were electric towards the end of last season. We like what you did. Here's a phenomenal possession receiver in Jarvis Landry that you already had. Here is a playmaker number one in Nodell. Here's a young tight end, David Njoku. And here's Nick Chubb, who is ready to roll. Like, If th- anything, the trade hurts Nick Chubb's value. He, oh, yeah. He, he went from a first rounder to a back end second rounder with that trade. Because now, now they're going to force... Baker Mayfield to throw the ball. He's going to have no safety net in Chubb, which he had, which was huge for him down the stretch, what made him so successful. Well, guess what? He just lost that because all the pressure on him and on now Beckham, the play calling is going to be more towards throwing the ball where Chubb led the way and opened it up for Mayfield last year towards the end of the season. That's not what a lot of people see. That's what I see because I actually watched the game film. Chubb helped Mayfield out. Well, guess what? Now the pressure is going to be to throw the ball more. Hurts Chubb. Hurts the offense, in my, in my opinion. What? No. No. I'm just saying fantasy-wise. Oh, okay. Fantasy-wise. Okay, yeah. That's true. Because yeah, it, it, like at the end of the day, there's only one football. You know, you can't – everybody can't touch the ball Correct. on every single play. It so, hurts Chubb's I, value. It hurts Landry's value. And, 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 and in a way, it hurts Odell Beckham's value because Landry is a, a, a freaking diva just like Odell Beckham is. And Sterling Shepard's not a diva like like Beckham is. So he, he was the number one guy there. And, well, you got to feed you, – you put two reception hogs on the same team right now. Think about it for a second. Yeah, they were but teammates friends. in college. They're they're homies. Well, they're, gonna, they're bros. They might as well sign Jeremy Hill, Alfred Blue, and 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 uh, Mettenberger, whatever his name is, and be the LSU Tigers again. I'm just I'm just kidding about that. But that's w- what it's at though. Is 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 sometimes if there's too many mouths to feed and too much money going around, it hurts the team. And I think that could be a possibility here. No, I I agree. Especially like when said. the mouths to feed are the receivers, because receivers are the prima donnas. Oh, for sure. I think um, 
I think Michael Irvin talked about it uh, a while back in an interview that he did, and and he said the reason why wide receivers are prima donnas, they're they're the the divas, is that's the only position that requires somebody else to give them the ball. You know, like if they don't get the ball, they're gonna blame somebody. You know, as a running back, huh. you're gonna you know you're gonna get the ball. It's the, yeah. they call the play, but as a receiver, you need someone to get you the ball. So if there's an issue. You're blaming it, and I think you see a lot of that. But that wasn't the only move the Browns made. Um, they picked up Sheldon Richardson, which I think shores up that line, or that defensive line with Miles Garrett. So Browns defensively, yeah, they lose Peppers. But if they don't Miles, get to the quarterback, they're going to get burned. And, and Sheldon Richardson, Miles Garrett, that, that's a nice combination on that defensive line. Just like the Kansas City Chiefs last year. If they didn't get the quarterback, they got burned. That's that's. How you score fifty points and still lose a game? You can't be good everywhere. You cannot <laughs> yeah. be good everywhere. That's you know. If, if tell you had, tell if you, tell the Patriots that. Oh, man, we we should never compare any team to the Patriots because it's not even fair. <laughs> it's never going to be fair when you have an immortal you know immortal quarterback and head coach yeah. who just they never age. They're going to have a lot of primetime games. You're going to see a lot of the Browns. Good for them. Good good for the fans. Congratulations, you guys deserve it. You're going to see a lot of Browns games on Monday Night Football, Sunday Night Switches when they do the the recalculations. You're going to push for a playoff spot. It's going to be fun. And um, congrats, congrats, Cleveland. Congrats. That's all I got. Let's, let's That's nice. That's nice of you. Yeah. The, I mean, come on. As a Charger fan for so long, congratulations. Like, finally something you, to be happy about. You sympathize for the fans. I do. I really do. <laughs> I really do. Although it's going to be really interesting to see the moment they lose two, three games in a row, how everything handles itself. Yeah, no, this is going to be a good episode to go back on. Plus, you have a you have a, a, a head coach with no personality, which, <laughs> which, which, which should make it even more more interesting. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's going to be fun. So we'll see. Obviously. They made that big move. I think um, offensively, on paper, it's it's an exciting time for Cleveland. You guys deserve it, definitely. Um, for a fan base that has just been really bad for a long time, you lost your team. You got it, you know, a while back. Um, good for them. I want, I, want, I want to talk about the Ravens next. Oh, okay, okay. Another team the in the same division, I think, has made themselves better. No, you know what? And I think if you look at it, um, obviously we, we hinted on the guys that they lost. C.J. Mosley, they lost in free agency. Mm-hmm. They lost um, defense, they also, which is fine because they seem wait, to find defenders out of nowhere every year. They're always solid. It's no somewhere. Matter what. They, they have a system there. They always find new guys to show to step in. So C.J. Mosley, um, they also lost uh, Zadari Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, he signed elsewhere as well. So their linebacker's a little light now. But... Um, the big news, which I was kind of surprised to see him get the kind of money he got just because, you know, not only did he have one really bad low low body injury, but he had two, oh, the one from last season. But Earl Thomas signed that big deal uh, to join the Ravens defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also Take, Mark Ingram. Um, also, forget about the Ravens. You didn't put in here uh, Eric Weddle. Huge loss for them as well. Ooh, that's right. So Eric Earl Thomas kind of fills in his spot Im- immediately. Uh, and one year younger than Eric Weddle is is Israel Thomas. But d- does that injury giving up that much guaranteed money concern you? Of course. At the safety. But position, the Ravens' you know? defense somehow always finds a way, 
And 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 when Earl Thomas is back there flipping people off and doing his thing in the Ravens uniform, I think he'll be fine. The biggest news here is they've really committed to being the Army, the Navy, and the Georgia Tech of the NFL and run the ball. That's exactly what they're going to be. Losing uh, John Brown, um, no receiving core at all. I, I believe their number one is now Bill Sneed. And you got Lamar Jackson, and now the signing of Mark Ingram, and all those other running backs, all except for Alex Collins, who just got dropped because he's a criminal, apparently. Um, kind of makes me go, okay, the Ravens are literally the option team of the league with a good defense. So nothing's changed with them. Did they get better or worse? Oh, and also trading Flacco to the Denver Broncos. Um, but I mean, of course, we saw that coming. Are they a better team or a worse team? They replaced Weddle with Thomas directly, and they replaced Alex Collins, who, let's be honest, was a system running back, with a new running back, Mark Ingram, who's not a system running back, that's going to be a running back in a system meant for running backs, which to me, yes, Mark Ingram did steroids. Yes, I don't like him because he did it, but in a situation, fantasy-wise, Mark Ingram could end up being a top 10 running back next year, maybe even a top five in that system. Are the Ravens better or worse from what they've done? You know, I think I, w- I, w- I wouldn't say they got worse, but I don't know how much better they got. I think their linebackers have always been stout. And, and when I see those two names off, off that roster now, mm-hmm. it concerns me a little bit. But, you know, Earl Thomas, if he is Earl Thomas of the old – prior to that injury last season for the Seahawks, that man is, he's an animal. He's a beast back there. So if, if they get that Earl Thomas, I think that kind of makes up some of the loss they have at linebacker. Mark Ingram. Yeah. He doesn't get enough credit, but you know what he d- did for the saints, he was all over the place, but he he's going to be a true number one, like a oh, true yeah. Ezekiel Elliott for the, for the Ravens on a run first team. Give me him in the second, third round all day next year. All day. All day. Right? No, Come I, on. As your number two been, running back, let, yeah, let's say I, you pick up, I'm not going to be on Todd Gurley at all with, with this situation as arthritis. So let's say I end up with Christian ball. McCaffrey in the first round. I will take a Christian McCaffrey, Mark Ingram for the Ravens situation all day. You would too. I'm getting my my whole mind. I didn't even think about the whole fancy aspect. My mind just kind of see see what I mean. Right where now. where he's at right now in that no, Lamar it, Jackson it's, it's run first spot. offense, phenomenal spot, phenomenal. No, I like that. So I think um, in fantasy wise, great spot for Mark Ingram. Um, Team wise for the Ravens, I think you know they didn't get worse, but I think they kind of stay in the same spot. But like it always happens, the Ravens always find a way to compete. They always they're just always in the mix, no matter what's going on. Uh, Lamar Jackson always kind of concerns me just because of his frame, his size, how many more games of 20-plus carries. They're going to turn to the option, dude. I'm going to tell you next and year. And that scares me because if you look at Lamar Jackson, he is like it's 100 be pounds with, soaking wet. With Ingram on the team, it's going to be straight option and little out routes to, to Bill Sneed. That's going to be the offense. And and uh, they got Nick Boyle they gave a huge contract to. Um uh, one of the th- other three players staying on the same team, by the way. I've named all three of them now. Um, Nick Boyle, 
the highest paid blocking tight end <laughs> ever in the history of the NFL, which he's great at. Like they're really committed to it, and that's what they're going to do. Well, because that's their system. If you're going to value yeah. him more than yeah. other teams, I, I get that. No, that makes yeah. But a we whole saw lot where sense. we saw where that got him in the playoffs, though. Yes, but they they also didn't have Mark Ingram. <laughs> that's a, let's put. <laughs> they didn't have Mark Ingram on that team, and uh, but it's hard to do an option in the in the NFL when you got two uh, defensive linemen, or I'm sorry, in, um, outside defensive linemen coming at you like Bosa and and Ingram do which a lot of teams in the EFC have that same system too so it's going to be tough for them in the long run but I do think they're a better team than the Steelers no yeah I think so I think you could have made an argument even at the end of last year that they were already getting to that point now with the changing of the rosters yeah so it's good stuff Ravens they, they don't a lot of times they don't make dumb moves and I think they had another solid offseason and they're just going to keep on doing what they do, run the ball and play strong defense. So mm-hmm. um, Ravens are moving up. Um, a team that really didn't do any noise outside of just lose their stars, we've kind of talked about already with Landon Collins and uh, Odell Beckham. New York Giants, they acquired that 17th pick, which already the rumors are starting. Now they have two first-round picks. Are they going to move up to get one of these quarterbacks, get the heir apparent of Eli Manning? They're going to sign our, it, It's Haskins. 100%. It's gonna be Dwayne Haskins. I I would put money on it right now. Do you do you think they try to move up to get him and secure it? They already like team? him better than Kyler Murray. Everybody like if the if the if the Arizona Cardinals draft Kyler Murray number one <laughs> overall, it would be the dumbest. Ryan Leaf would laugh. Let's put it that way. Wow. Yes. Yes. I think there was some there was some substance issues going on with Mr. Ryan Leaf. But... Still, though, he, <laughs> um, Achilles Smith would laugh. There like, we go. Yeah, yeah. There you go, Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> you guys remember that? And also an Oregon player. But it, it is that it is to that extreme. Um, no one even showed up at his pro day today. Didn't even run a forty. No, of course not. And he was two pounds underweight from when he showed up at the. He. He needs to go play baseball. I'm going to be honest with you. It's just, it it he, he's he, he's not even playing in a big defense conference. Yeah, it worked out for Baker Mayfield last year, but it's rare. Bradford. Well, not only that, but Baker and and, and Murray are two different players. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. It's 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 again system. We I, I say this word all the time. System, system, system. By the way, Oregon is up over Washington State in the Pac-12 tournament by 38 points. But system, system. Oklahoma has a system. That's why so many quarterbacks are 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 very successful at Oklahoma. Very few of those Oklahoma quarterbacks have made success in the NFL. Bradford has not. Remember when White won the Heisman Trophy? From Oklahoma, hmm, where did he go? Nowhere. He's probably an insurance salesman now. Oh, jeez. And now you got, you know, and you know, and then Mayfield had his day, but you know, when it came to come in the playoffs, college playoffs, struggled, and so did Kyler Murray. And yeah, Mayfield has has looked good at times, but is he going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback? That's that's going deep. I don't. I I wouldn't want to bet my house on something like that. But 
you know, the, t- in today's NFL, you see it all the time, especially with these quarterbacks. It, know, it seems like off, they off thing again, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, you see a lot of even running backs, receivers, quarterbacks. They tend to have a a, a decent first, second year. But once the NFL, once these court, defensive coordinators, once these teams get some tape on you and, and figure out your strengths and your weaknesses, that sophomore slump, it always seems like it comes in and you get figured out quickly. Imagine the Ravens mm. running option all game. Teams are going <laughs> to oh, dial God. in on that. Well, they already did. The Chargers just figured them out already in the playoffs. Completely and, figured them out. So well, how many people are going to watch that tape and, and do the same thing? They're gonna they're gonna dare Lamar hit a ten yard out, please. We're gonna give it wide yeah. open. Hit a ten yeah, yard gonna, out. Oh, Nick Boyle's in the game. Hmm. I wonder what they're gonna do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, Come on. Um. Real quick though, I I do want to say the Giants. Uh, Dwayne Haskins guaranteed he is the most pro ready quarterback in the draft, but it's a weak quarterback draft, and that's why everyone is trying to make something out of nothing. And I think that's why Kyler Murray and his agent, everyone knows it's a weak quarterback draft, and that's why they're trying to take advantage of it. Because if it was next year, Kyler Murray w- would be playing baseball. Let's put it that way. No, and I think that's the the the, the best point to make on, on Kyler Murray. I don't I don't know if he thinks he's going to be necessarily better in football, but his immediate opportunity to gain the most amount of money correct is in football right you now and correct. i think that's what he's looking at so and he just said um, hey it's a weak quarterback draft this this could be a year you could be a top five quarterback and that's exactly. 20 plus guaranteed yep. versus the five-year game with the a's mm-hmm. so giants are looking like they're gonna go out and get their quarterback so they they lose some of their primetime players who knows i think the giants are kind of in that rebuild mode they're they're gonna let these high profile players walk they're gonna try to get salary cap and and look for their quarterback of the future in Haskins and and then go from there. So I know it's I, I've seen a lot of videos of Giants fans online and, and they're not too happy right now. I think well, the, being in you, New York Here here's the thing is Giants fans are Yankees fans. Right? Typically. So that yeah. mentality. So of course they're not gonna be happy, but they gotta be happy because what they got for him is absolutely insane. They stole him. Pretty much, or, or, or no. they didn't steal him. No, they didn't. They didn't steal him, but they stole from them in the draft. A first, a third, and Jabril Peppers. Let's keep in mind Jabril Peppers is a A plus prospect and still two years in the NFL. Keep that in mind. It's a good trade. Anyone would take that. Giants fans, you should be happy to get that. Prima Donna Diva, who can't stay healthy, by the way, off your team. Love those Prima Donna. So, okay, Giants fans, if you guys are out there, you get the 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 the, the sign of approval. All three. The two thumbs up for Mr. Edward Rouse. Yes. So, um, I think the worst thing about the Giants fans, they see the Jets making all these moves, getting all these high-profile players. So, I think you know, not necessarily a rivalry when it comes to football, but location rivalry. It probably bugs them a little. A little bit um, because they're of, always number one and Jets are always number two. It's like, oh, you know, every time, every every once in a while, you, you get an itch on your ass and you got to scratch it. Ooh. Exactly. Sorry, exactly. Jets fans. <laughs> but fumble. Ugh. Oh, man. All right. Well, there was a – even though we pretty much went over a lot of those four or five teams, a lot still was going on. 
we're going to kind of go through these and, and kind of get your opinion on them. Right, I'll go quickly. Let's just do a speed round. Yeah, let's do a speed round. Uh, right. The Chiefs went out and, you know, try to shore up their secondary, which obviously when we've seen the whole season, they struggled mightily mm. um, in the secondary. They went out and, and got themselves, a, I think, a phenomenal safety in uh, Tyron Matthew. Um, so he's coming on board. Um, they did trade D Ford to the 49ers. D Ford was looking for that big contract after the monster seasons they had uh, with the Chiefs last season. And they so released D4 Eric Berry. You know what? I, I kind of seen that coming just because Eric Berry, Tyron Matthew, straight swap. And and you get a younger guy, and you know, I, injury I, I prone, which injury just like prone, Eric Berry. But you know, I think the age wise, I think Eric Berry has a phenomenal story. There's no there's no reason why anybody who Forget football, but just in life, rooting for a guy like Air Berry, um, phenomenal guy, high characters. But I think in the name of the game, and especially in the NFL with the salary cap, um, you're going to have a lot of salary cap casualties, and this is one of them. So um, Chiefs, they got their offense shored up. Um, they made that move. They traded for D4. They got themselves, I think, a second round from the 49ers. So um, another, once another again, a good example of good teams don't make a lot of moves in the free agency just because – they don't have a lot of money, and they're pretty set at where they're at right now. So that happened there. Um, Buffalo Bills, we talked about them earlier. Well, real quick, we're real quick. Let's not real, forget real about quick. let's not forget about Chris Conley. Oh no! I'm serious. Losing him. Think about all the plays he made for the team last year. And I'm also going to say this: you, you you talk about teams that are good not making moves. The Patriots, the Colts. The Chargers and the Chiefs. Those were the last four remaining, right? Yes. The Chiefs made the most moves out of those four teams. That's all I'm saying. And and we just talked about how li- little they were. <laughs> so I think your theory is right. No, it, it just it just seems to work out that way. And obviously, there's always going to be exceptions, but it just. It works out that way. Usually the teams that are picking the high-profile draft picks are the ones that are bad because they have those high-profile draft picks. Yeah, but let's not forget about Chris Conley and the, and some of the oh, Chris Conley. catches, oh. the touchdown catches he made and the moment that Sammy Watkins gets hurt and then they have a Chris Conley to step in, how much it may cost them. I'm just saying there's a chance. There. No, you know what, Edward? I'm going to give it to you, man. You're, you're always saying the details. I kind of get lost. You know, you mm-hmm. know me. I'm a very emotional. He guy. meant more to the, the team than name. you would think. So let's move on to the Bills because there's one guy on the Bills I want to talk about. Yeah, the Bills went out after the whole Antonio Brown fiasco happened. Um, Edward mentioned it earlier. John Brown um, did not resign with the Ravens. Went over to the Bills. Cole Beasley, another slot receiver uh, from the Cowboys, went on sign with and the John Bills. John Brown's not a slot receiver. But... Well, I, excuse my French. Not another one, but another <laughs> receiver. Okay. And Cole Beasley, um, and I think a phenomenal pickup um, to help show up that line. If you're going to help your quarterback out the most, you're going to give him wide receivers. You're going to give him a better offensive Double line. Double M, baby. Mitch Morris, That's right? Um, showing up that center position. No relation Dallas to Mike. Bills. <laughs> Mike Moore, come on. <laughs> so the Bills, even though they got kind of, um, they were showing the hand from Antonio Brown. I think they had, um, I wouldn't say solid, but you know they. They're not the sexy picks. They're not going to be the ones that jump out at you. But um, I think they made up for you know that whole fiasco. Uh, Brown and Beasley makes them better. M- makes them better. They weren't that that receiving core wasn't that good to begin with. But it yes. does make them better. 
it helps Josh Allen, but Mitch Morris, I think, is going to be huge for the offensive line. Your quarterback on yes. the offensive line is your center, and I think that's a really good pick for them. So, Can we um, all have him real quick before we move go, on? Go. Hit him. Hit him up. Can we have a moment of silence for John Brown? All right, thank you. The poor guy. He's talented as all hell. I want to name some of the res- some of the quarterbacks this man has had oh, in no. his career. <clears throat> Carson Palmer. <laughs> Blaine Gabbert. Drew Stanton. Joe Flacco. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> And now Josh Allen. Think about that for a second. <laughs> I feel like there should have been like a sad song playing in the background. <laughs> yeah, right? Like that song that plays in the old black and white video where the kid drops his ice cream cone in the middle of the street oh, in front of his grandpa. So That's depressing. John Brown. Poor guy. Very talented man. Um, here's the thing, though. Josh Allen is Joe Flacco if he could run. He has a that, mobile Joe Flacco. Yep. He's a mobile Joe Flacco. He could run. He has a huge arm strength. He has huge arm strength, but he could not hit intermediate passes to save his life, just like Joe Flacco. So it's pretty much the same thing there. So John Brown is like, okay, I'm going to go deep. Josh Allen's going to try to hit him. He can cause separation, which is great. But this may be the first time he has a quarterback that can get out of the pocket mobily and hit him deep. I like John Brown as a sleeper pick in fantasy next year. Already dropping the sleeper on him? Already. Already. I like it. I think I don't like Cole, Cole Beasley at all. And I, and I know they have the other guy. What's his name? The other second-year player who's, who's supposed to be good, but he hasn't really provided yet. But Oh, Zay Jones. That's it. Jones. But I like John Brown on that team as a sleeper. Like a... I don't, a number three receiver that could get you thousand yards, uh, fifty receptions, and seven touchdowns. Wow, man! He almost did it last year in the, in the first half of the year. Until Flacco was no longer the quarterback, and he was no longer productive. Imagine a uh, mobile Flacco, which is what Josh Allen is. He has crazy, crazy arm strength, but he's mobile. But he has no intermediate passing at all. That's that. That's John Brown's game. So no, I like it. it is, and I think that's kind of why I'm not so excited because it's essentially the a younger mobile version of Joe Flacco. So I think John Brown, yeah, he volume wise, it should be there for him fantasy wise. But I think if you look at the Bills all together, it's just they're. It's very rare for them to come up with top notch talent coming in. I don't know what it is. Either it's the weather. Or, or I don't know what it is, but it just seems like it's really difficult for them to get these marquee guys. And these picks didn't hurt them. These signs did not hurt them. I think, you know, off the line is going to get short up, but it's just... Cole Beasley is just Cole Beasley. He's not going to... Hey, he's a rapper too, man. You ever heard him? Is he really? Yeah, not the... even... Hey. <laughs> Was he a Christian rapper? No. I'm... He... Hey, if, if I had a choice between Cole Beasley... Or Le'Veon Bell, I might go with Beasley. Listen, check him out on YouTube. A buddy of mine told me a couple of days ago about him. There's a song that I listened to, and, and I, I'm I'm no rap guru. 
but I was like, man, the, this is the problem with with Cole Beasley, non-rap wise, is that <laughs> what we just said is the opposite of what he is. Yeah. So, a Joe Flacco, mobile Joe Flacco that can't throw intermediate routes, well, that puts Cole Beasley pretty much out of the pit, the picture of that because because that's all he does. Yeah. So we'll see. The Bills, I think, um, helped out their line, but we'll see kind of how it plays out. The draft will will be huge for them, and we'll kind of see. All right, let's go rapid fire. Let's go rapid fire. I just realized there's a second page to this list. That's how crazy (laughs) Frazancy has been. Dude, Um, it's been nuts. Okay, so let's 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 finally hit your team, Um, the LA Chargers. Thumbs um, down. Thumbs down. I know it. Please give me something real quick on him. Yeah, why are you paying Tyrod Taylor to be a backup quarterback for two years? Why are you giving a 35-year-old and Thomas Davis with a history of injuries on the team? Just just, just, just thumbs down, not doing enough, um, especially when the like the Raiders and the Chiefs and, and the Broncos are all making moves around you. Um, you got to do something. Even though you were in the top four or whatever not last year, you got to do something in that AFC. I don't like, I don't, Tyra Taylor, why are you giving him money to be a backup? <laughs> why? I hate it. So move on. And, and Thomas Davis, love the guy, love his story. Congratulations. You're 35. Move on. There it is. It's that simple. Yep. Another reason there's a good team and it's hard for you to pick up guys, and that's what happens. So um, a team that kind of, I think it was undercover for a little bit, but as I looked to see who they picked up, I kind of like what they did. Tennessee Titans mm, um, go out there and help out um, their quarterback, Marcus Mariota, pick up uh, Roger Schofield from the Rams. Uh, like 30 it. years old, but I think he's a solid Offensive lineman, line. perfect. 30 years old is prime for an offensive they're, lineman. They're not sexy, but, man, offensive linemen, mm. if I'm going to build a team, I'm building it from the trenches on out. I love, love that nice pick. offensive line. Love Good that pick there. Um, Cameron Wake, a veteran pass rusher. Love it. They're able to pick him up. Um, Adam Humphrey, who did not get enough credit for that Buccaneers, um, should help out. Are you, are you kidding me? He's going to be a huge help out. And also it's going to help oh, yeah. out, um, my goodness, Corey Davis as well. Mm-hmm. going to make Corey Davis a better player because Corey Davis, Adam Humphrey is the opposite of Corey Davis. So now you got intermediate, you got Corey Davis. Obviously, the last couple of picks that uh, Taj Sharp and all them did not work out. Adam Humphrey, by, by the way, sleeper. Also, pick him up in your fantasy leagues as well because he's going to get five receptions a game. Adam Humphrey in that offense. It's going to be awesome. Love the camera. Make. Lo- love the Titans. By the way, the only team in that division making good moves. No, yeah, undercovered. No one cares about stuff going on in Tennessee outside of Nick Foles is not a good move, Jaguars fans. Just saying. There we go. The only team in that division making moves. I'm going to hit him up. Nick Foles, the Jacksonville Jaguars today officially. Edward told me before the show started. Mr. Blake Bortles, the whole resurgence. He'll be in the the AAF next year. You don't think nobody tries to pick him up? Oh, hell no. He's going to be in the AAF. He'll be playing for you know the teams better than I do. Who's he going to play for? The, the Birmingham Iron. I don't know. He's going to be in the. Iron. He's going to be in the AAF <laughs> next year. Hopefully not um, for the San. The first place San Diego Fleet, by the way. Oh, look at that! The Fleet. Here we go. Um, real quick, Nick Foles. Obviously, we probably think he's an upgrade over Blake Bortles. Um, is that going to get this team back to what they were two years <laughs> no. ago, twelve and four? No. Or, or no. It's just kind of a a placeholder till they finally find their quarterback. No, they didn't do anything else. 
They lost Carlos Hyde. They got an an, an injury prone running back. And uh, um, man, I'm having a problem thinking of his name. Leonard, Leonard Fournette. Fournette. Leonard Fournette. He's always hurt. Um, you got you still don't have a receiving core. And and you you're you're living off a of defense. And who's Nick Foles going to throw the ball to? Me? Yeah, exactly. Marquise Lee coming back from injury. I guess he's the, he, he had a solid 2017. The campaign. closest thing to uh, Nelson Aguilar there is because Nick Foles would have uh, stroked off Nelson Aguilar if he could because that was his homeboy. And it was in that uh, former USC Trojans right there. Nick Foles was from Arizona. No, no, no. Uh, oh, Marquise Lee, Lee. Yes. And Nelson Aguilar. So Pac-12, all of them. Yes. Pack twelve in the house. It's, it's, so the team's not better or not worse. They're the same. But they they did show a lot of money. Nick Foles. He did when he played for the Eagles. Good for him. It's a different team. Good for him. Um, showed up. It, it's the journeyman, you know. So hopefully he can, you know, do something with the Jaguars. But I'm I'm kind of with Edward there. I don't know what they're gonna. I don't know if they're trying to think that their team is ready to go and Nick Foles can get him that next level. Who knows? Maybe they could, but I'm not seeing it. They're so. not better. They're not worse. They're, they're the same well, team. We'll see. Um, let's see. What else do we got? Oh, the Lions, which I think probably got one of the top free agent signings this offseason. Trey Flowers. Not getting a lot of names. Trey Flowers, I think, is a phenomenal corner. Um, they also got Justin Coleman to help that secondary. So Just they're the like junior high school version of the Patriots. They they do. They get all the leftovers. <laughs> Matt Patricia says, you know what? How do I beat or how do I be the Patriots? I just get all their trash. I get all the leftovers. I go sneak into their house when they put in their leftover lasagna. I'll take it home. I'll heat it up and I'll serve it to my family. Yeah. Maybe they'll like it. Yeah. Hey, I can't blame them. Hey, it's a copycat league. If if you know who, if you're gonna copy somebody, you might as well copy. It's the a Patriots, tough division you know? too. That one. Yeah, it's a very tough division. So, um, Lions did that. I like the moves, but I just don't know how that improves them altogether. Obviously, their corners are gonna be pretty stout, yeah. but their defense um, gets we'll better. We'll see. Um, the 49ers, um, like mm-hmm. you mentioned before, like traded for D Ford. Um, mm-hmm. Today signed Tevin Coleman good, to add good, to that good, running good. back core. He, and, he becomes um, the one. Derek McKinnon goes back to his new, to his normal role, as the as the one two. And I, I that's like a that. Lot of mo- that's a lot of money to McKinnon to be a, a scat back. Well, how much money did they pay Tevin Coleman? Two for I think ten. And how much did do they owe? McKinnon, I think, was pretty much a one-year guaranteed, but it was like a four-year, thirty-something million. Yeah, they're going to split them. And and one of the three with Breda, of course, will end up not on the team by the by, by the start of, of the season. Probably, yeah. There's just yeah. way too many. Yeah, well, Coleman's but, Coleman's an, a guarantee. Yeah, I, I was hoping fantasy-wise, Tevin Coleman would have landed in a better spot. I think more of a direct <laughs> spot, but. Um, well, here's the Kyle thing, Shanahan though. Guy. If Breda gets let go or traded, then Coleman becomes viable because McKinnon is not a power. McKinnon is not a power back. M- McKinnon is Kenyon Drake, guys. <laughs> He's exactly Kenyon Drake, and we all know how that worked out the last couple of years. So that's I'd rather have Coleman than McKinnon if Breda is the third man out. Now, if Brady's still on the roster, there's all three of them, and I want nothing to do with any of them. <laughs> well, even at this point, even if somehow Brady wasn't on there, which I don't think he will, I think he's still under his deal. Three guys that have 
at one point somewhat produce. I, it just makes me nervous. I think Shanahan's just going to kind of roll with the hot hand, and yeah. that just makes me nervous. So uh, exactly 49ers kind do. of you know, did some moves. Uh, they also signed Quan Alexander too. to help out their linebackers. Um, D4 did uh, Quan Alexander. Good pickups. No, no it, defense. It, the only thing that kind of stresses me about the whole 49ers is – they emphasize on their defensive line. They they spent high draft picks on it before Solomon Thomas, um, you know, DeForest Buck, uh, DeForest Buckner, Oregon, um, oh. Oregon. They, yeah, they, they, any Oregon line defensive lineman that's good. <laughs> the 49ers draft. They want the Pac-12. That's they true. want Oregon guys, yeah. and they draft them and they sign them. I just feel like with if you think Jimmy Garoppolo is your guy, if give I'm him a, a receiver, fan, Jesus, they should have. If I'm them, all I keep hearing from Twitter. Well, there's still Dana, some some good receivers out there. You got Randall Cobb, still out there. Golden Tate. Golden, that would be a. If Golden Tate lands on the 49ers, he's gonna be Emmanuel Sanders of next year. But I think if you're a 49 fan, you have the salary cap, you have the draft capital. I would be mad that I did not get Antonio Brown or Odell Beckham. Jr. I'll take Golden Tate on my team though. No, no, I think Golden Tate is underrated Would be big time. I think solid. He yeah. he did not perform to his abilities with the Eagles. I think. Well, that's because of the quarterbacks of the Eagles. Yes, doesn't fit their so game. I think, um, he fits Jimmy Garoppolo's game very much. So, I, I if they can salvage it, great. If not, I'm still a little disappointed just because I think you need to really put some pieces around him. Um, moving forward, the Green Bay Packers. Good, somehow, good, I kept good. hearing. Antonio Brown going over there, they weren't able to improve their offense, but what they did on defense, I think that was their weak point last season. Barely everyone um, on their team's last name is Smith now, right? Well, like the Raiders, they have the Brown brothers. Now they have the Smith brothers <laughs> okay, in yeah, Green Bay. Right, right. Um, went out and signed Preston Smith, as a Darius Smith now to, to go in their linebacker ranks. Uh, Adrian Amos, who's coming over I like that uh, from Chicago, I'd yeah, say that's he's going to really help them. Um Packers, they have a system. It's Aaron Rodgers and and Devontae Adams and Buss, so they're going to go with that. Um, they're going to rely heavily on those guys. But defensively, um, really good picks there. I think it's going to help them out in that division um, to hopefully try to you know take over the Bears because obviously the Bears are just well, stacked. We, and we just talked about the Lions getting better defensively and not to mention exactly. the Minnesota Vikings are still really good. Yeah, that's it's so. a tough division right there. So I think Green Bay helped themselves defensively. Um, am I missing anything? I think that's you got anything else? Um, we talked about Eric Weddle going from Eric the Ravens Weddle. to the Rams, mm-hmm. which was the Rams' big pickup so far, um, and the and the Bortles being drafted, which no surprise there. I think that's about where we're at. Yeah, the there's still some guys available. I think uh, Edwards kind of been. Throwing them in as we we're talking, um, but there's still some big names. Obviously, like you mentioned, Golden Tate, um, Jared Randall Cook, Cobb. tight end for the Raiders. Um, he's taking a, an official visit today with some other teams, so he's definitely going to get a nice payday after his Pro Bowl um, performance last season. R- Ronald Darby, a really mm. solid corner, still out there. Uh, Justin Houston got cut from the Chiefs. He's going to be there for the Dominican Sue. Then Dominican Sue, who you know has a big price tag, but he he was. Pretty productive with the Rams, uh, especially towards the end of the season. Early in the He's season, it was kind of a little shaky. Um, but, yeah, when in a, in a league where having big defensive tackles that can move is hard to find, Ndamukong kind of fills that role. Um, 
who else is there? KJ Wright of KJ Wright. Yep, yep, yep. He's gonna be a solid guy. He Hoping the Chargers picks him up. That'd be a good one. That would be really good. I think his lateral movement, he's able to go from sideline to sideline. He is a the quintessential athletic linebacker that can make plays. Um, so that would be a good move for anybody else. Ziggy Ansa. Ziggy Ziggy makes me nervous just because he had a good stretch for the Lions that got him that monster deal. And ever since then, he's just kind of been blah. And I don't know. It's almost like the NFL, NFL draft. You get excited because of his measurables, his speed, his size. But his production is just makes me nervous. So if the price is right, I think he can help a team. But um, I don't know what he's looking for contract. But that's going to be the biggest thing. He, this is going to be the second wave of free agents. And this is where I think you see – these better teams, the Patriots, the Chiefs, the Chargers, these guys that mm. were in get the playoffs. Get the Shaquille Barretts and all those. Yes, come type in of and players. get these yeah. like get these decent freedom picks up. They're not gonna break the bank and really start filling yeah, their Bryce holes Callahan, in. Zach Browns, those type of guys. Zach Brown's gonna most likely get cut from uh the Redskins. So, yeah. you know, that's gonna be another solid pick. So still oh, guys available. Dusquees Denard too, young cornerback. Still, you know, looking for his prime could be good too. Edward's just pulling out these names, man. You're Morris just, Claiborne. You're Jason Verrett from the Chargers still out there. Jason Adrian Verrett. Phillips from the Chargers still out there. It's a ton of people. Jamie Collins, Malcolm Brown, Clay Matthews. Another veteran. So there's – there's. I think everybody gets lost in the – Your boy Jay Ajahi is still on the board, my friend. Oh, Jay Ajahi. Man, I'm hoping he finds somewhere good. I'm hoping he finds a nice home. This has been a crazy – crazy year of free agency like all these names cj anderson is still a free agent cory legent actually no cory legent did just re-sign with the Chargers today uh dj fluker man there's a ton of michael crabtree my goodness can we just sit there no this is where the good teams get better adrian peterson by the way is the fourth person so there's more than three he did sign, re-sign with the Redskins today. Tyler Eifert, TJ Yeldon. TJ Yeldon. Dante Moncrief did sign today with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Dante Moncrief. Hey, he's a new Antonio Brown. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Glover Quinn, Shane Ray, Mark Barron, Brian Poole, Eric Berry. Um, Carlos Hyde, by the way, we forgot Carlos Hyde did sign with the Chiefs. A good pickup for them. No, I think it, it adds a little controversy, and I think I was thinking about it. You know, Damian Williams almost looks like the de facto number one running back back there, but you know, Carlos Hyde, System. people forget, you know, he was he was going to be the guy in Cleveland, and you know, when Nick Chubb kind of came in and outproduced him, they traded him to Jacksonville. Didn't work out over there, but you know it's funny how fast things change in the landscape in the NFL. You, oh, know, yeah. you can go from being the starting running back beginning of the season by the next season fighting for a roster spot or you know trying to be the number two guy. It's it's nuts. So that's gonna be interesting to see over there. Exactly. So guys, sorry. Hopefully you guys are still staying tuned because there was just so much to talk I'm about. I'm sure they are. I mean, we did. We, we went. We ran down every little thing. I even brought in Doc Wiz Dennard for this. 
podcast. So everything is there. We are all up to date on all the free to see what we think, what you think, what uh, the world thinks. <laughs> Hopefully what, what the world thinks is what I think because there's a bunch of children out there. Good like children out there. So jam-packed show. So enjoy the extra 30 minutes or so that we gave you guys. Um, make sure you're following Edward Rouse on Twitter. He is dropping the knowledge when it comes to sports betting. March Madness is coming up next oh week. So God, wait, make man. sure oh. you follow him. Edward's been winning big money. He has a baby on the way, and he pretty much paid his entire baby room with all of his winnings. This guy is building cribs. Hashtag He's, true story. It, it's true. He sent me a picture. You know you're officially a dad when you're jazzed about painting the room and building the, the crib. And Edward is in that mode right now. And this is no MTV crib, son. This is baby cribs. Oh, baby cribs. <laughs> so um, definitely follow him to get all that stuff. Um, like we just talked about at the end of the show, uh, still a lot of free agents still available. So we'll we'll be keeping you guys updated. Uh, make sure you follow the website, interestresports.com. Follow myself, at Zergos of Anthony. Uh, we also have Josh Stanhill, who's keeping everybody updated on baseball. Make sure you follow him, at Jay Stanhill. And um, we got a big fantasy draft coming up Friday night. Two spots available still. So um, if you're interested, hit me, Josh, or Edward up. We're trying to fill those two spots. We don't want to push it back, but we are trying to fill it in. It's going to be loads of fun. Live draft. If you saw the Monday Night Rants draft from last season, um, it was nuts. It was three hours of pure entertainment. Yeah, it was a good so time. So you definitely want to get involved in this, so make sure you hit us up. We're going to share the link um, Thursday morning, Thursday afternoon-ish, so definitely do that. Um, I'm excited, guys. This is going to be a fun FL season, and it's kicking off. We'll have some more stuff coming forward with the NFL draft coming up, as well as you know the second wave of free agents. And, Edward, you got anything? Yeah, uh, the uh... – Monday Night Madness uh, is next Monday night, 9 o'clock p.m. Pacific. It's the Monday Night Ranch show, but the entire show is going to be bracketology pretty much uh, for what's going on for the Monday Night uh, Rants bracketology or uh, March Madness going on, along with the bracket from Yahoo Sports. I'm going to give to everybody that they can join us and try to beat us. It's free to play. It's going to be a lot of fun there as well. And also, the Monday after that is going to be the Monday Night Rants uh, baseball spectacular, which is going to be a complete preview of the whole baseball season, just like last year when I predicted that the that the Dodgers would not win the West and had to dress up like a clown. I'm sure there will be some more clowning around during that time as well. Ooh. So check around. We got the Monday Night Madness next Monday, and the Monday after that is the complete baseball preview show for the whole season, which is always fun as well. And um, it's going to be a lot of fun going to that. And I'm at Edward Rouse on Twitter. Check it out and check out uh, FantasyAlarm.com too as well um, for the draft guide, the fantasy baseball draft guide where I have my bold predictions of the season, which I can't give away because this shit's free and that's not. So if you go uh, go on there <laughs> and, and get the draft guide and put in a promo code, promo code draft now. You say twenty five percent off, off the fifty percent off you're already saving. So boom, there you go. That's a must, guys. If if you're looking for something, if you haven't prepared at all for fantasy baseball, you got a draft. For example, we're gonna have a draft Thursday night. So when you guys hear this, it's gonna be the same night. I usually get intoxicated. 
So I'm definitely going to bring this list on there. That way I'm somewhat competitive this year. So if you need something to take with you, a quick sheet, definitely check it out. And we love you guys. We love you guys. So tune in when we get our next episode. Uh, definitely check out Monday Night Rants. Um, and I think that's it, guys. Adios from Anthony. Edward, take us out, my guy. Don't die. Peace. <laughs>